we're recording. We're recording, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Get Richard Die Trying episode. Came up here, it's probably like 40 degrees. We had, a 70, we had a 70 degree day yesterday. All of a sudden, it dropped about 40. We're gonna have snow coming this weekend. And we had rain this morning. Yeah. Is that where I rain. was? You could just, the whole time, you could feel the temperature drop over yeah. the course of an hour. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Alec Balin again. Yep. Penguins are playing. He's saying there's something. Some he's blaming family Shannon struggles. Leaving. Yeah, yeah. He's. Bl- he had to watch the kid, but we all know the truth. We can't the prove pens. it. We the can't. Pens are playing. We can't prove anything. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. We can't prove anything. He doesn't even listen to the. No, RM well that's show, fine. So we don't even have to worry about him here. Well, so in in the morning <laughs> we can say whatever we want. Right w- now. When we plan a recording every morning. I'll shoot out a text going, is there any subjects you want thrown into the rundown? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, usually Craig will find something on one of the podcasts he listens to that isn't mm-hmm. being covered by the news. Alec doesn't usually contribute. Today he sent like a full-blown homework assignment about local infrastructure. Yeah, like we were talking about Western PA. I literally thought it was he was supposed to be texting somebody involving his work. Yeah. It's totally and just send it to the wrong number. It's like he doesn't listen to the shows even when he's on them. Mm-hmm. It's like if and that's we'll put out a challenge right now because if Alec was here, I was going to do this anyways because I wasn't going to do an infrastructure talk this <laughs> week. We did it last week. That was infrastructure time. We'll wait till the build back better. They figure out exactly what that means. We're currently waiting a um for some score. Why is the congressional? Why, why the does CBO, he get so the CBO in, is going to give? I don't understand why he gets so into the infrastructure. Because it's his the government it's his trains. Yeah, but the, the government never completes a project. Like, these are all just dreams. No, and He's no going to have these wet dreams his entire life that the government's ever going to actually take pol- care of something. Do you know of any politician that has ever been elected because of their infrastructure work? Like, no one gets... Everyone Some expects... Some people argue Trump uh, because of his promises for infrastructure. But no, it, everyone... Because nobody... Uh, no, there's nobody saying inf- true, hard infrastructure. Roads, planes, trains. Yeah. Uh, ports. No one's arguing that we shouldn't do that, but we expect the government to do that. Most people, like Democrats or Republicans, don't go, oh, well, I'm happy that road's paved. Or our mayor must be doing a good job. You just, it's one of those things that's expected from the public, but you don't get a whole lot of points. And that's this, why they never do it. No, and it's, it's, even after you do do it, so how do you spend a whole lot of time hyping it up when it's like, well, in the next two years, this bridge will be fixed. Mm-hmm. Good, it better. It's like it's like right, yeah. It's, it's it like, should be fixed. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those. It's like I, I, I like this, this is simple budgeting. Yeah. Like just, but the problem is, is they don't know how to budget, and they spend more than they're bringing in. They don't understand why that doesn't work. So if anyone in our audience, if back to Alec, because that's why Alec would have got one of his friends to send in a bullshit. Oh yeah, I want to hear more about infrastructure. Anybody listening want to <laughs> hear more about infrastructure? Contact any of us on any Has one that of our on any one of our social media platforms. I've never heard it. Alex, the only one. Who, that, that's where it's like he specifically want to talk local Western PA. Like this is what oh, we're yeah, doing. He said that like, his friend. I'm I'm only really concerned about local politics when it reflects something nationally or it is the effect of something nationally. I mean, I'm fine with talking locally, but. I- how do you even find? I stuff don't think out our audience wants to hear. No, I don't think anyone wants to hear about the bridges of Western PA. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear about that. If I'm wrong, of course, please correct me. We're, we're we let Alec expand upon. Yeah, build you, back better. <laughs> triple B's. If you're looking for Alec to expand on his topics, let yeah. us know. We Pl- need to know. Please do. Yes, we we need to know. I'm going to make an executive decision, and we're not going to. That's this is the end of infrastructure talks for the rest <laughs> of this episode. This is going to be a shorter one since we're missing Alec. We're just going to run through some of the big topics. Mm-hmm. Our Rittenhouse episode, going back and listening to it, we were pretty spot on. 
Yeah. For everything that went on this week. They struck that rule. We had the big debate about whether that the law about possession. Mm -hmm. They ended up getting rid of it because it wasn't they were trying to sue on an Illinois law in Wisconsin. Yeah. And it's like it just it didn't work. It didn't look like the rest of them. So that makes sense. It moved it to an entirely self defense based like it, the possession charge would not have been. I'm surprised they're still. Del uh, was it deliberating? Yeah, that's. What I, was, I was gonna say, what's your take on it here? Um, I don't know if they're just trying to make it seem like they really thought about it, but I mean, everything I'm seeing just makes it like cut and dry. I just seen that. Was it did one of the witnesses uh, reference a Marvel movie when talking about how he would handle? Uh, not the, the witnesses. Gun? This is we were talking. Let's see, yeah, let's catch up. So who was that that said that? We did our episode Sunday night. Banger. That bastard prosecutor uh -huh. in his closing statements, the guy who pulled the gun, mm -hmm. who held up the actual gun used in the crime, the evidence gun, mm -hmm. picked it up and held it at the jury. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, what are you guys? And he had his finger on the trigger. In, in the actual, like, yeah. it's ready to pull. Yeah. And it's like, we just had the, strong, the pen disaster. What's his name? The idiot who shot his co-worker on the movie set. Oh, uh, with Alex Baldwin. Alex, Alex Baldwin. Yeah, we just had that. And they made a point of going, because even during our group messages, it was like, well, you got to assume that there's bullets in the gun. Right. Incorrect. There are always bullets in the gun. That's supposed to, when, when you think you have to assume it, that lets you go what the prosecutor did. And he asked the guy, is this checked? Yeah. And the guy said, yeah. Well, you still have to check it yourself. But you still, at that moment, while you're holding the gun, you still have to assume there's bullets in it. Y yes. You have to assume that guy or, missed it. Or once you get it, you check it. I, yeah, bet, I, I bet all my money. That he probably has no idea how to clear No it idea. If he would have been told on something, whoa, whoa, hold on a second there, cowboy. Put the gun back down. I want you to check to make sure that there's no he bullets. Know what to we do. just had an instant of a guy taking a gun going, it's clear, right? Yeah. And then he shoots it and kills somebody. So. Yeah, he wouldn't even know how to pull back and look at it. Come on, liberals. Come on, guys. Like, if you're going to argue a topic, maybe learn a little bit about the topic, I guess. And If and you're an against it. And that's what the movie you're talking about, he held up a big picture. That's where we were comparing him to a senator. That's what these Senate fake lawyers do. It's just they go and they have these big pictures behind them. He got a picture of, of Roadhouse, the Patrick Swayze movie from the 80s. That's about bar fights. Mm -hmm. I've never seen it. The, his argument was that the riots were more like Roadhouse. And it should have just been a fist fight. And that he should have just accepted that he was going to get beat up a little bit. And it, it, it's, it's a confused message. Because you're watching the same videos. Like, you're watching the videos at the same time. And mm -hmm. it's like, this is clearly an environment where everyone's wrong. Everybody that's participating in this on all sides, this shouldn't be happening. The cops weren't doing their jobs. They were just, when I say they weren't doing their jobs, they were in riot control. They were trying to, like, like hold down streets. Mm -hmm. Well, you had people walking through auto dealerships with baseball bats, mm -hmm. just smashing in windows. Mm -hmm. Like, it was sheer pandemonium to try and say that he, like, when he fell to the ground, he should have just assumed that he would have just taken a little beating and survived. I don't know. I don't know. I it's, wouldn't it, assume it's, that. It, it's one of those, if you watch it, I mean, I, I think there's definitely some, there, there's some claim self-defense there. And now that the whole possession charge is out of the question— whether or not you agree with whether he should have had the gun or whether he shouldn't have, whether or not people should have been burning down gas stations or whether that's a pain. It's still not first degree. No, no, no. <laughs> but that's where the... Yeah, like, even if even if you would want to consider it murder, like they're looking for first degree. 
the he's not he's not guilty of that. But we were on twenty four hours of deliberation. There are two mistrial charges. Mm-hmm. I, the, have have you heard anything about the mistrials? Um, I do know that there was a drone video that the uh, prosecution only gave the defense a certain quality, a lesser quality a video, and they waited till what, like a week before, ten days before, I think, Pro- to give them the actual like whole quality video. I don't think they got to see the whole quality video until no, the did. trial. No, I think it was ten days before, is what I read. Okay. Yeah. Because there there was a bunch of stoppages. Yeah, but they like the whole time leading up, they weren't able to like review it or anything but so it should have been thrown out is what they're arguing but the all it was was a zoomed in picture like the picture that they got the defense was the just the standard shot Mm -hmm. the the picture that the prosecution submitted was the zoom yeah the video yeah Yeah. it was was the zoomed in video right and which is better quality video that you're able to zoom in with that's the thing but i have not heard anybody make an argument from the left or the right that the video change actually affects what you see like, yes, it is a different video, but I still see this. I'm not convinced either way, one or the other, whether or not. Well, they should be allowed to zoom in and get more detail. No, they, they did. And I'm thinking it, right now the defense well, like is the trying defense, to go. The defense is no, saying. No, don't do that. The defense is saying we still don't, haven't really got a good chance to really look at this video. So we haven't. We've had it now for like five, the whole public's had it for five days now. Yeah. But leading into the case, you have to have it like ahead of time. Yes. Yes, and that and and the isn't pro- all evidence supposed to be turned over? The prosecution is arguing it was an error. They meant to send them that one. They didn't send it to them. That's bullcrap. It might be. If, I I don't know if it's going to material materially affect the outcome of this. But right now, that's the video that they wanted. When on, I think it was yeah yesterday, mm-hmm. the jury came out and said we wanted to have a review of this video. Mm-hmm. They spent thirty minutes going over it. So it's like I don't. The one thing, I guess, on a almost closing, we'll make our predictions. I wish I knew what the jury was saying. Well, I don't understand why this is a hard decision. We The one thing we didn't get into, just because I forgot, but it ended up being a whole big debate amongst the left, the far left, mm-hmm. is did you see how they picked the jurors, the final 12? No. So for the whole case, they've had 18 jurors watching. Mm-hmm. You only have 12 that come to a final decision. How do you? How would you? How do you pick the twelve? How do you get rid of six? I'm at like that hypothetical question for you. You have, you have eighteen jurors. You get some draw straws. Like maybe mm. you do short straws, and all the jurors grab them, and whoever the gets the short straws is well, out. No, I would assume the two. Um, you put in a computer random number generator. I assume one either the defense or the prosecution gets to pick who gets pulled. That would be pretty biased. Yeah. Or do they agree on it? They already no. They're mind you, supposed no, to mind agree you, on it. This, I don't know. This, I don't know what they do. This might be confusing to the audience. Um, voir dire is the legal process that before the case begins, you strike jerks. Mm-hmm. The prosecution and the defense go through sometimes hundreds, sometimes just tens, mm-hmm. but they go through the juries and go, "This person, no. This person, I take." And the final ones they agree agree upon will be the sitting jury. That can be sometimes it's thirteen, sometimes it's eighteen, sometimes it's the twelve. But the 12, at least in, in this state, in Wisconsin, is what will be your final deciding group. Mm-hmm. They, they had 18 because you don't know who is going to be comp. Like in this case, the logic is is somebody might go home and watch. They might get evidence that the, person, the juror was watching the news mm-hmm. because they weren't sequestered. So it's like, when, is that person compromised because they just watched Don Lemon or they just watched um, 
Rittenhouse's mom on Hannity. Those are the kind of things that could get you struck. No yeah. one had been struck from this. MSNDNC today was kicked out of the trial I saw that. for the rest of it because they tried to follow the, the, the way the jury's being transferred is in a blacked out bus. Yeah. So they can't see the protests. No one can see them. A reporter was going to try and follow them to out their identities, which... Why do they want to do that? Very, very... To make more pressure on them to find Rittenhouse <laughs> guilty. To try and instigate... It, it's creating a more mob-like environment. But what I wanted... So th the way they got... See, I was being hard on... It was So you have to get from 18 to 12. The way they did it was they put it in like a bingo tumbler. <laughs> like, you know, like you, everyone has a name on a ball mm -hmm. and it's in like something that you like, like a cylinder. Yeah. And they had Rittenhouse pick the six balls that would be stricken. Why did they do that? Well, that was my, because what's your take on this? Because the liberals thought that Rittenhouse was taking out, it could have been fixed, mm -hmm. that Rittenhouse was taking out the jury members that would be against him. Yeah, they, of course they're going to say that. Well, I took an opposite angle. I thought it's kind of sick to have someone whose life's on the line. It's one thing to draw a bingo ball to win $100. Uh, when yeah. you're sitting here pulling these names out, you got you're no your life. Did you just pull out the guy that saved you? What if you did a re-rack? What if you end up losing here and it's like I pulled out four of the jurors that were on my side? Yeah, I, That's what I was thinking. It's like that must be such a torturous yeah. Well, the judge, as he has done at every point throughout this trial, hate him or love him, he's been watching the news. He came out and explained it. And after talking about how 50 years ago he was a post boy, and he went into this whole like, it was 30 years ago. No, it was 25. No, it's 30. <laughs> and you could just see both prosecution and defense were like, oh, God. <laughs> Grandpa's going into story time because he didn't like the press coverage. But he has, he has an excuse, and his excuse was 30 years ago, he says. Mm -hmm. He had 13 jurors, and one of them had to be drawn to be taken off to get to 12. They had his clerk do it. Well, the defendant was a black person, and the only juror that – there was one black juror out of the 13 – and the clerk managed to draw that one to get stricken. And he went, the optics were terrible. From that point on, I just said, we're going to let the defense do it. If the person on trial is the one doing it, that you can't say that it's been fixed. If prosecution is the one that puts the names in it and the defense is the one that picks them out, we can at least say it's not fixed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's reasonable. Yeah. For all the ridiculous stuff that happened here. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I never got a chance to make fun of that process. I'm glad I didn't. Sometimes these things have a reason. I think sticks should have been a better way to do it. Mm -hmm. If you had like 18 sticks, six of them short, and you handed them to the jury, whoever got the short stick pull, I think that would be a fair way to do it. That would be fair. Yeah. But either way, it shows how all this stuff can just come down to coin flip. We can do a hunt. Right now they're on 24 hours of deliberation. We're going on two weeks of TV time. Mm -hmm. Might just get a mistrial and a do-over. Might get a, like, I guess that's the, what, so what's your prediction here? Right now, is it uh, right? They, there's a chance of a mistrial. Uh, mistri I think they're just gonna be not guilty. I don't. <laughs> I honestly think that they are just deliberating just to make it look like they really, really tried. I, well, because this is pretty. I mean, I've I've seen the videos. Like it's pretty obvious it was self defense. But what happens if it comes down seven five, and it's hung? I don't know. And that, and, well, I guess where one of my concerns is on them delaying this is is you because we're we're getting into this briefly because I just saw it today. The Ahmad uh, Ahmad uh, Arbery, 
Ahmad Arbery. It's a case down in Georgia. You have this guy, Mick Stevenson's. He's like a 40-year-old, big red beard, bald guy. Him and his dad and his dad's friend thought that the Ahmad Arbery, um, I'm butchering his name, Ahmad Arbery, I'm just going to call him Arbery from here on out. Mm-hmm. They thought that he's a guy that had been robbing, he had, had t- taken their gun and had been breaking into this construction site. And there was video evidence of him going into the construction site, not him taking anything. Well, he was running down the road, and this Mick Stevenson and his, his dad saw him and said, the guy that stole our shit, the guy that broke into the construction site is on the run. They go out of there, they grab a shotgun, uh, a pistol, jump in two trucks, and track this guy down. He was a former, a, fir- a, a former Coast Guard. I think he was a petty officer. So he has some training on the escalation of for it, like when you can, when certain levels of violence are appropriate. Mm-hmm. But he chased this guy around for five minutes. <laughs> the guy never, he had no gun. There was no evidence of anything stolen on him. He never, th- there's no evidence that he made any threat. Like he was trying, imagine you were just a young man running, uh, running down the street and this truck pulls up side to you and goes, stop, I want to talk. I'm not just going to stop. Mm-hmm. You're running. Let's say you're jogging. You're out going like running on the streets and all of a sudden you have these two trucks pulling up on either side of you, threatening, like shouting things like we're going to shoot you, freeze. Like it, it looks, it's, it's a very raw, like this one looks unlike Rittenhouse the defendant should go down pretty easily. And it's one of those that, you, this, this was, it's going to go down a murder with malice. This was racist. This was one of those instances where you just have south, a southern old white guys running around with guns. Just, this guy didn't have a weapon. You, you could have called the police. They didn't call the police until after three minutes of the chase. That was the accusation, the accusation that the defense is making, or that the prosecution is making against Rittenhouse when they say, you're trying to do the cops' job. Mm-hmm. Well, the cops were currently being preoccupied doing the military's job. Yeah. So it was on the citizens to protect themselves. In this case, even if you did think he stole from you, you can't hunt him down. That's not okay. Right. You, you have to call the cops, and you can pursue, but this guy ended in killing. He's like, you, you murdered a person. And the, his defense made a comment about not wanting black pastors <laughs> in the... Um, where the the viewing the group behind what are they called that's not the audience in a uh, courtroom but this, this the view the spectators yeah they had a bunch of and when they said that that meant every black reverend went down and <laughs> protested outside of this courthouse my concern here is is this Rittenhouse case is not something that anybody should be protesting mm-hmm. no matter how this works out this was not a hate crime there was no black people hurt in this process this was white people in a very white town in wisconsin Mm -hmm. and it's your stance on guns is kind of irrelevant to the outcome of this case the outcome of this case is is who provoked who and could you label the defendant as plausibly showing self-defense i think that should happen Mm -hmm. however we're at a point now where it looks like they want them to go together because if, if i if i were if i were black i would be legitimately pissed off about what happened to Arbery down in Georgia. Mm-hmm. However, just like the Chauvin case, there's going to be justice. Chauvin went to jail. Mm-hmm. Arbery is going to go to jail for life, for a long time. So you can't, I mean, you might, you can be mad that the murder happened, but we should at least be happy that justice at the end of the day, after a year, 
has came to fruition. Mm. If we blur these two, so if you have Rittenhouse get off, you have uh, McStevenson found guilty. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid that the rage that is expressed towards McStevenson and that just because you lock someone up, that's not you can't bring back the person who died. You can't undo the scenario. That tragedy is still going to be there. I'm worried that anger is being transferred to this Rittenhouse case where the people that want to fight outside of that out that's out in Wisconsin, they want to fight regardless of the outcome. Yeah. And it's like now that they're threatening jurors, that makes a, that's a whole other reason for a mistrial. Is, is that this is your hometown. And these are people that they know, a lot of these people protesting outside the building. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they've been in contact, mm-hmm. I don't know. But we won't know. They're not going to start deliberating um, the Arbery case until Monday. Tomorrow, we're going to have another day of the Rittenhouse hearings. That one, I have a feeling, I would hope, if they're going to do the result, do it in the morning. Give it to me at noon, not five. Before it gets dark on a weekend, yeah. that, doesn't, that sounds like a recipe for a disaster, regardless of which way the rolling is. Yeah, if they give it at, on a Friday night at, at 11 o'clock, that would be good. Do you have any final predictions? I just think he's going to be found not guilty. I do too. I have trouble imagining him having to go to jail for this. You saw yeah. Gates offering him a job. Yeah. Representative Gates down yeah. in Florida. Okay, so, so what do you think about this? And I'm torn on this. Uh, Sandman. The notorious Sandman. This was one of the last fights me and you disagreed on this subject back mm-hmm. when I was still on the left. Mahler was still going on. It was like 2017. I thought the Sandman, he just acted so obnoxiously. Media ended up lying about him, and he got like $50 million. Like, it ended up working out. Oh, let me clarify here. This was the young high school uh, MAGA hat-wearing student who decided to go, not interrupt, but stand in front of a Native American protest. And the guy's sitting there with a drum yelling in his face, and he's, like, making a smirk. And his friends are, like— He's just smiling in his face. Yeah, yeah. and his friends are hooting and hauling around him. And it's it's just not a good picture. But it was used as a culture war flashback. But I actually think— is actually a pretty good reaction he had. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Most people would have been a lot more... Um, Talking. Disrespectful. Yelling. Just smirking was disrespectful enough, but it wasn't like to a point like he was spit getting in his face. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not... Uh, what I'm concerned is is if they do let Rittenhouse, uh, Rittenhouse off here, do you think they're going to turn him into a culture war hero? The cu- culture war hero. Culture war hero? Um, Do you think he's going to want that? Because mind you, CNN is a lot. They have made this. If you had been following CNN for the last year, you would think that race would be an issue in this case. And it's just not. It is down in Atlanta. And right now, by airing them simultaneously, it ma- it's making it easy for them to conflate the two. CNN doesn't even play in the Rittenhouse. We didn't even get to hear the witness testimony. They took him off when it was actually a friendly to him. Mm. So it's like they are painting their whole narrative. But it was a mistake for that one to ever be put in. Yeah. If you're this kid, you got your name dragged through the mud. What do you, this kid? Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, adult now. the problem is that they're provide or they're giving information to these people for people who are consuming CNN, and they're just not getting the whole truth because, like you said, they will and they cut it off where it starts to benefit the person they don't like, and that's causing all the rioting. Yeah. How are you gonna stop the rioting? Yeah, a couple of people have been arrested, but we haven't gone into breaking small businesses mm-hmm. yet. 
Yeah, till the, it's like till we get a guilty or not it's, guilty. It's better. It's getting colder out, which makes riot season is coming to a close. If you want to <laughs> protest now, it's not just I'm running around with my shirt off. It's hot outside. This is a miserable time to protest. You mm. gotta really want Occupy Wall Street style. That's like a, if you really gotta want it at this point, it can't be casual. That was, I guess, the cleanup. Alec is not following these, so that's why I figured yeah. this would be a good conversation for us. Let's get through some rapid fire here. Yeah, let's do that. What do you have? You heard anything about um, Joe Biden's long old friend Xi Jinping? Uh, is this the Chinese? Yep, yep. Um, the emperor of the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Um, been president, whatever he calls himself, president for twenty years. Um. Joe Biden, at the beginning of his presidency, as a way to try and make it sound like he had foreign policy chops, would say, my old friend, my long good friend, she, 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 and he would just keep doing that. And they go, well, you know what? We're worried that you have a lot of business connections with Beijing. So saying that you're a longtime friend of the Communist Party, people are kind of trying to take notice. Mm. So the last couple of months, he's been going, no, 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 they're not our longtime friend. He's not my good friend. He's not my old friend. He's a bit, we're we're friendly adversaries. We're both competitors on the world market. Mm -hmm. Well, he had a three-hour summit with Chairman Xi on Monday and the most shade I've seen China do in a long time. In his opening statement, listen to what, first I'm going to play a clip of Biden saying, no, 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 we're not good friends. Mm -hmm. And then this is the first comments made by Chairman Xi in the meeting that he had with Biden on television. They cut after this. Mm. Three hours, we have no idea what they, they, they talked about. Wasn't coronavirus, um, the origins of the coronavirus. Wasn't anything of, nothing with Taiwan, nothing mm. of substance, but this is the. There's going to become a time where you might call him old friend to old friend and ask him to open up China to the World Health Organization investigators who are trying to get to the bottom of COVID-19. Let's get something straight. We know each other well. We're not old friends. Although it's not as good as a face-to-face meeting, I'm very happy to see my old friend. (laughs) 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 Right up front, out of the gate. Now, nothing will come of this. This isn't covered on CNN. This was just one of those, if you're watching... God, we might be bought and sold by China already. Oh, I think we. I really don't know how how much the talents are in. <laughs> like it's very, and that's why I didn't know if you had any comments on the beef between Kamala and Biden. Uh, uh, Left wing news sources. I don't really. Politi- know, I don't know the details of it. It's I, it's nothing new to our show. Mm-hmm. This is one of those that everybody remind you, Kamala, Team Kamala, Team Biden hate each other. Is this about Kamala <laughs> having to do the d- border work? The, yeah, the, well, this starts with Biden. Get, the Biden team gives the Harris team all the worst drops, mm-hmm. and that's very obvious. Even like sending her to Guatemala, she didn't get to go to meet the Queen. She mm-hmm. didn't get to go to the Climate Accords. None of the big name Democratic stuff. That if you're going to be the 2024 nominee, which Harris assumes she is, and that's what they're trying un- to explain to the audience how complicated this is. Is is you have the Biden am- administration that resents Harris. Because they know she's rooting for Joe to die. <laughs> so if you're Jill, if you're Hunter, if you're Ron Klain, anybody in his inner circle, you hate the Harrises. You know that she thinks that she doesn't like him. She called him a racist in the first debate. Mm-hmm. She put out that, I think that was, she said that he, he, he was the one who segregated their buses. Yeah. And she put that, I'm no, not, not I was that girl. No, he opposed desegregating. He opposed desegregating the buses. And, he, and she put out that shirt, I was that girl. Mm-hmm. And it was like this big dramatic thing. So you know these two already did hate each other. 
Yeah. So that that now th- that plus Biden probably is still just racist. I mean, you don't. How do you change? Biden that, does not. That hard? Biden doesn't have the brain capacity to be a racist <laughs> anymore. He, no, he, he, he can't act. He, he's not capable of acting anything out. So it's like he can't commit a racist action <laughs> by that technical. Thing. His administration can put out some racist <laughs> stuff, but yeah. technically Joe Biden is harmless in that in that regard. However, this doesn't involve the DNC yet because the DNC every even uh, Team um, Joe knows that he's not going for it. They can say he's going to be another term. This was this was always meant to be a transitional. He'd be the oldest in the eighty-seven, if this would come down in twenty twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Harris is sitting here going, "I'm not going to run a primary," and you have this element showing up on the RNC too, where Trump, if he runs again, he doesn't expect to actually have to do a real challenge, just like he didn't run a primary in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. No, like there were a couple Republicans that put out a podcast, but no one actually got delegates. There was never an actual threat. Kamala Harris seems to think that she wants, if she does fill in for Joe, she's going to be an incumbent. AOC, uh, the Young Turks, Politico, they hate her. She's a lower approval rating than Biden does. Mm -hmm. So if she does, like if if she does assume the throne, move up to the presidency, Nancy moves up to the VP, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a wild race once again for the the Democrats 2024 presidential candidate Mm -hmm. and i think harris is right now the way cnn took out a hit piece on her she's getting squeezed by both sides you have the dnc who's really not i mean she's not doing anything well she's not acting like she's she's her approval rating is abysmal then you have joe who he's also not team dnc at this point he's being used by them he hates her too and then you have the republicans who they're they know biden is going out we need to start putting all this stuff on harris all these policies, if she wants to try and stop any of them, this build back better, she could get involved. Mm-hmm. But she's not. She's staying on the sidelines, almost frozen, which is why I think she's falling so fast. Is this is what happened in the, um, pre- the last year's primary, too. It's that she just froze. Tulsi managed to take out her knees. Yeah. She used all her ammo on calling everybody names and stuff, and it's just got to be a point where you can't get on the California ballot and win by mid-December. Mm-hmm. Pulled out. And that... The news is making a bigger deal, I think, of it than it is. I think we, I, we, you should, we should already know this. I guess mm-hmm. expect this moving forward. There was a three-team a three pers- infight in the Democratic Party. You have Team Harris, Team Biden, and the DNC. Where AOC is, I think she's not really a te- She's like a mercenary fighter. She's playing her cards. She's switching. Mm-hmm. I actually think she's most likely to be the challenger to Kamala Harris if, the DN- if they're going to— Try and if, if, if the DNC views Harris to be an unviable candidate mm-hmm. in a presidential race. Other world news. Big retreat, which I didn't want to open the show with this because I, we don't want to celebrate too soon. OSHA has um, suspended their January 4th vaccine mandate. Yeah. As of, I think, like almost like midnight last night. It was really late last night that it came out. That's the... It mandate that any federal contractor, anybody over 100 plus employers, you now, th- when I say they suspended it, if you're a state that still wants to implement it, you can't. Mm. But all these states that have sued that Southern District Court that came out and said this, and this is totally unconstitutional. Big win for the Constitution, our show, the idea of using OSHA as a me- in, in a time of war, declaring this to be an emergency that you need two months mm. before it actually kicks into gear. That's all now completely out of the question. 
Um, we had a suspension, another cancellation of Paul Gozar. Did you hear anything is. about this? Don't know even know who that is. He put out a meme. I believe it was. I, I got to go back and see, watch it again because I haven't seen the Squid Games. That Squid Wars. Uh, the vid- I think it's a TV show. It's a Netflix show. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen it. Paul Gozar put out a meme with his head on somebody killing AOC and then <laughs> diving to kill Biden, mm-hmm. putting their heads on the things. That has gotten him kicked off of all congressional committees because he's now they're calling it with Jan Six. He is encouraging violence. Here's AOC on the stand. God, I haven't seen her in a while. Republican leader rose to talk about how there are all of these double standards and lists a litany of all these different things. Not once did he list an example of a member of Congress threatening the life of another. (laughs) This is not about a double standard and what is unprecedented and what's tragic is the descent of transgression in this body. I grew up as a little girl with awe about our nation's capital. The reverence and the importance and the gravity of our work here. You have 30 seconds. Gentlemen, recognized. The gravity of our work here. So my, the question that I pose to this body in response is will we live up to the promises that we make our children this is a place where we will defend one another regardless of belief that our core human dignity matters this was a meme (laughs) that was on the internet if she goes on reddit uh, any number of sites there are a lot worse memes all over the place Mm -hmm. that when you how would you think how would you describe Paul Gosar just guessing off the name what you know so far from that that from, yeah, this is the first time you're hearing his name. What do you think this guy looks like? Where's he from? I assume he's like a comedian. I don't know. Is he one of our s- representatives? He's a House of Representative member, like AOC, okay. from the Midwest, late 50s. Okay. This was his sister, who's not from the state that he represents, calling into CNN a week ago like a deranged mad woman. <laughs> I've never seen anything quite like this here. Garland, no one holds him accountable. She's calling for her brother to be arrested. This is Paul Gosar. This is his sister. Mm. There's currently going on CNN to call for what we did today, a week ago. When I saw it, I thought this was just another sign that CNN's losing their mind because they took it seriously. Mm. We're actually going to listen to this woman here. He's a serial killer. And mind you, this is a middle-aged 50-year-old guy with a dry sense of humor and a little bit of a conspiracy theory tendency. Not quite someone who was pissing the bed killing cats when he was 10. Mm-hmm. But you have family grudges. You gotta, what do you do with this stuff? And then this is something that I have to openly wonder. Does he have to act on it himself before we believe that he is an absolute, he's a sociopath? And what's more, we know from everything we have seen and certainly Attorney General Garland has seen much more of it than I, that there is evidence to show he was in a conspiracy to commit treason against the United States of America. Conspiracy to commit treasons. Do we have to stop him before he acts on this himself? This is the same, AOC is gonna use this line to block the, when we say censor, it's a mark on your permanent record. Right now, while the Democrats are in the majority in the House, they can censor everybody they don't like. They can go after Jim Jordan. They can go after all of them. However, mm-hmm. they've just set a precedent that if they lose this majority, 
AOC might fall victim to Maxine Waters when she threatened violence mm. during the Chauvin hearing and said, get in your politicians' faces. I think that could be just as threatening as a meme on the internet. Yeah. Your brother held responsible uh, to be censured, to be expelled from Congress. I, I remember you and, and your siblings calling for. So I know you've spoken to some lawmakers. What have they told you? You know what's funny? They don't actually call me. It's She's mad because they don't. They, now, mind you, they're going to do. This whole thing is, is she's mad because they want to do this. And when you look at this on its face, this is silly. We're going to look back in the history books in 50 years, and he's going to be one of 20-something people that have been censored in congressional history. And you're going to have to explain to a group of high school students what he did. Mm -hmm. And he was going to have to explain memes mm -hmm. and how scared some people were. Because remember, AOC thought she was going to be sexually assaulted during January 6th when she wasn't even in the building. Like, we have a very—she has a history of being hyperbolic, but now, as you're seeing, this crazy lady— had ju just turned into this guy now look up look him up see if you think he's a threat to society or any of this he's just kind of a he's a representative and free speech is if he is as crazy as you say the more he talks the worse your party will look mm -hmm. so oh spare you don't want you don't want to listen any more of no, these rant yeah you can, this, this woman's unhinged the last thing i wanted to bring up here was um uh, joe rogan mm-hmm Everyone knows it's been watching. You believe that Joe Rogan is the new Rush Limbaugh. Uh-huh. Bigger. He's bigger. Yes, but the, the concept, the idea of having the long-form conversations. Through well, it's, it's a little bit, it's a different show. I'm yeah. saying his influence, though. Yes. Yeah, th yeah. that's what I mean, is the way that if Joe Rogan hi highlights an issue on an episode, his base is going to care about it mm -hmm. for the next week. So when he chooses to have someone on, when he chooses to have a subject, he knows that he's going to be setting, he's a trendsetter. And he's the biggest target for the media. Not the biggest. Dave Portnoy you is a bigger Dave's target. Bigger? Have you seen the business? That's what, we don't have the morning brew stuff on our on our podcast anymore, do we? No. Okay. They were part of the Business Insider hit piece on him. It came out last week, right before we aired. I'm not going to bring it up or talk about it because it appears to be complete and total fake news. Uh. If you want to look into it, Portnoy has been spending a week. You can see him on any one of his different podcasts. Why are they going after him? My theory, like his, he can just, like he's what taking business away from ESPN. Originally, at the beginning of the pandemic, he undermined the lockdowns by starting the Barstool Fund, mm -hmm. where they tried to help local small that's businesses, families. Well, that just undermined it. He also had did an interview with Trump throughout, and that's where one of the hit pieces, one of these girls that re reached out, took up with him, was very. They ended up having like she flew. She, to meet him mm -hmm. in Nantucket. They ended up hooking up but not agreeing with each other, like 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 politics-wise, friends-wise. Ends up going apart. Nothing happens for eight months, for a year, over a year. All of a sudden, this comes out, and she's claiming that he was trying, like he was, he was this, uh, basically accused him of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Now, Port and I would come out and show receipts of her texting him after the week after being nothing but complimentary. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those that we don't have camera, it's a, it's a he said, she said. So all you can do is look at the receipts, look at the track record, and if Business Insider puts it out, and then you have major news networks covering it, it becomes a story that you can't sue or you can't, like, they will, it can't be retracted because it's now made the news. Mm -hmm. Whether it's right or wrong, Trump used to do this, the DNC does this sometimes with leaks. They would just come out and say, someone from the Trump administration said this, 
And then Politico will pick it up and go, yeah, CNN just reported they got someone from, and then someone goes, Politico and CNN got it, and sooner or later, you have your credibility. The reason I think they're more concerned about him, he falls under, he is his business, Barstool employs over 100 people, Mm -hmm. operate in New York. He has been very, they have not talked about vaxxers. His shows don't. He lets his different employees, different podcasts have to take different stances. But he has been very mum about whether or not they were going to enforce this. Now that this is backtracking, he's kind of let off the hook. The reason I think he's a bigger threat to them than Rogan is because the Barstool media outlet is built for politics. If you wanted to start a third-party grassroots campaign, Mm -hmm. they have a college campus presence in every every single college. As far as voters go, 18 through 21, if you could siphon Barstool Republicans and Barstool Democrats, because they're both. There are a lot of Bernie, there's a lot of Bernie people and a lot of Trump people. Mm-hmm. All like that, that's a, a big majority of their base. So it's why they try and kind of keep politics not at the forefront. They're just focused on the gambling aspect because ESPN doesn't cover it. Mm-hmm. Either way, it would, uh, my dream was to always have Portnoy go do a Rogan episode. But Portnoy would never be the person to ask and Rogan doesn't ask either. Like, he, like Snoop Dogg, he's like, why didn't you have me on? I mean, it's like, why well, just don't ask people? He's like, you want to come on? Come on. It's like, you, I got a call from Snoop Dogg, show it to my daughter. It's like, I couldn't even believe I'm getting a call from this guy. Portnoy, if he wants, he would have to ask to be on the show. I think they kind of are, di- not, they don't, not that they don't like each other. I think they might have a bad impression because Portnoy sticks to the gambling sports athletes where Rogan is a lot more individual Mm-hmm. Athletics, like he's not really. I don't think he follows any team sport. Almost every sport that he follows, whether it be pool or MMA, that's just one. It's a personal mastery. It's a different type of. You could call it more of an art than because you can't defend your competition. It's it's almost a different. E- either way, I can see that um, Rogan Portnoy wants his shows to be quick and sweet and to the point. Rogan likes his to have plenty of time to tease out a matter. Here is Rogan requesting for the first, not Rogan, Portnoy requesting on his own podcast, The Dave Portnoy Show, with Eddie and company. Eddie is to Portnoy what Jamie is to Rogan. He made a, per, I guess he reached out to the Rogan team to make a request. I'll go ahead and play it here for you. It's very short, but I think this is important because I never thought Portnoy would do this. He rarely were asked to go on a show. And the fact that he is... Rogan, please. He needs. He's looking to talk to people about what happened, and he's under a harsher attack than Rogan went under during the horse dewormer. Mm-hmm. This is to meant to ruin his brand. The horse dewormer thing was meant to look make Rogan look like an idiot, right. just to call him dumb. What they're doing with Portnoy is trying to undermine him as any future public professional. Is they're trying to undermine his entire brand. Mm-hmm. Oh. When's the uh, when's the Joe Rogan appearance happening? I don't know. I asked to go on. Oh wow. You did? Yeah, before I had more, I'm like, this is bullshit. I just want as many people to hear the truth, um, but they didn't get back to me. No? Nope. Young Jamie, come on. And I never ask. I've never asked to go on anything. Here I'm asking. It's like, put me on. I want to talk to people and tell my side. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Let him on. Like, you can do these emergency episodes. You come do the three hours. You have a lot. Just the idea of owning a company that big and... What's interesting, and Portnoy brings this up a lot, is early in his career, he didn't have to worry about censorship. People liked Barstool because he could make jokes that were a little over the line. A lot of people bring up a rape joke that he made like 10 years ago. And that's one of the things that gets brought up in these articles 
but now that he's associated with gambling mm-hmm. in Penn National, what he says can hurt hundreds of employees. So some, and what people like about him is, is that he's always authentic. So how do you balance that being authentic with at the same time realizing that authenticity, it's not just about costing you a job anymore. It's about the hundreds of people underneath you. It's about your friends and family that are all getting their names dragged. Joe Rogan manages to keep it where even if he does offend people, oh, well, his family loves him, his guests love him, his fan base loves him. You can't cancel him. You can't pull his gaming license like you could Dave. Dave's in a, and that's where he's slightly more political. He's slightly more media. You have, I mean, he was probably, both Rogan and Portnoy were pioneers in this idea of you don't need the news. You don't need ESPN. You don't need CNN or Fox to get your message across. You can start your own podcast, your own website, your own paper, and work your way around the process. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be, they would have no problem finding three hours of stuff to talk about. Oh, and yeah, if Portnoy is willing to open it up, please, Joe. Please, he's, he's had on Sanjay, he's on Alex, every one that we, person that we've hoped to go on the show mm-hmm. ends up going on to a point where we got that great Snoop Dogg episode. This could change, like, we could change politics. When I'm, I'm looking further into the future because the, the reason that the political hold is as far as Rogan, it's influence. He can pick a topic, shine his 15 million people on it, and if they're into it, that's an army. Mm-hmm. That, that, that is literally an army of voters that they tra- all different cities, they cross all these different types of locations. Um, Portnoy actually has the infrastructure. Barstool actually has that way that, like the church, you have a way that you can distribute mail, you can get a, 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 a news piece, a, a political, like you can get, uh, once again, you can, it's not so much about magnifying your message, it's as, dis- as spreading it out, as getting it in all the different areas. So really, both of them hold big keys to if you want to be an outsider running as a Democrat, you got to figure out a way to get around. DNC won't fund you, and the CNN won't give you a mic. Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out a way to either self-fund, have your own way to communicate with your audience, or go around the media. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be third party, or if you're going to run inside the parties going into 2024, you're going to have to figure out a way to either get a mic for free that's not paid for by the DNC, or like Trump did, self-fund. At least claim that at first. Come out and say that no one's, I'm not fighting, I'm fighting for my causes, the things I believe in, no businesses, no big donor, no other politician. I think it's going to be the right to go, the route to go. And these two, probably followed by Alex Cooper. The Caller Daddy crowd, I don't know what you know about that podcast. Uh, It started off as like more of like a, it was two girls talking about like kinky sex for like, 50, 60 episodes that was on Barstool got really, really big. It's moved into Spotify. She's the second biggest contract behind Joe Rogan. It's like 60 million or something for three years, something along those lines. Big audience, her big topic now is mental health. When she decides to have an episode on a subject, it becomes news. So it's like these people, they're not politicians yet. Neither was Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh, though, if he wanted to draw, if he wanted to change the Republican ticket, he could do that on an episode just by what, who he decided to attack in the Republican Party mm-hmm. and what topics he decided to emphasize. And right now, I think you do have – we're watching TikTok. We're watching the Bitcoin crowd. We're watching – it's a different type of control. It's a d- different type of leadership. And I don't know if there's anything else you want to – I was ranting there a little bit at the end. That, that's <laughs> more I, – I was just, I couldn't believe Portnoy made the request. It was like one of those – I doubled back. I'm like, please, young Jamie, please. 
take this. This would be a very, very good interview. It would be good for it would be good for the country. It would be good for the country. It would be good for everybody. Everyone have a good one. Hopefully we'll have Alec at some point this weekend. Early Monday. I got no idea. Uh, I I hope we don't have any protests (laughs) with these court hearings. I think we've done a good job of outlining it, being amateurs. Mm -hmm. It's one of those all you can do is watch it. I don't have sound clips because it's boring. It's just very It's slow talking. It it would drag down the show. You watch us so you don't have to watch that. Mm -hmm. Everyone have a great day. Happy Friday. Moving into Friday. Thanksgiving's coming up. We should get one more episode before. We'll give a, yeah, we'll have a Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Have a good one, everyone.